welcome to Around the Outside and IndyCar Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Ryan. Episode 13. Finally back at it, getting on the recording grind. Yep, for the offseason. Yep. This will be our first one of the offseason. And we're going to have two segments for you here. The first segment, we're going to exclusively talk about the aero screen, all things aero screen. Yep, as they recently had tests at IMS with Will Power and Scott Dixon. Which you attended. Yes, and at Barber down in Bama with Ryan hunter Ray and Simon Pagano. Yeah, and they got a little rain action down there. So yeah. We'll talk so about that. It's, it's really cool. Um, second segment. Just simple news and rumors. News, rumors, silly there's been season. News and rumors that have popped up the past week. Yeah, there's been a lot happening. Past and week we and get into so. it. So, um, continue to listen. For Look sure. forward to uh, bringing you a lot of off-season stuff. Yep. We're going to do a lot of outside of the lines, uh, off the wall kind of you know stuff that wouldn't be cool stuff. All IndyCar related. Um, so it should be, it should make for some entertainment. We do live in Indianapolis. Yeah, it should make so for some So we have some listening. pretty good resources in our area that come to IndyCar. Yeah, so hopefully we, uh, we provide you guys some good content. Uh, keep listening. Episode 13 coming at you right now. Here we go. Been a lot of talk here lately about. The arrow screen. Yep, they finally started testing it the, this past week, within the past week. Yeah, they've been to, as of this recording, they've been to two places. They've been to IMS and they've been to Barber. Yep. Uh, Barber kind of worked out in their favor because it yeah, was in it the had, rain. It had a rain, right. so they were able to test it out in the rain. Right. Unfortunately, and, what I read was is that they didn't get both cars on the track at the same time in the rain because like Pagano, cause I read a, a thing of that Hunter Ray said Pagano mm-hmm. had uh, engine troubles or something. Yeah, and so they weren't like back to back to see, you know, what it would yeah. be like in the mist. But um, they still have some good rain testing. Been a lot of, a uh, lot of talk uh, about the aero screen. Um, around the outside, Senate's crack reporter. Yes, we Meaning did. Meaning you, yeah, out to me. The, out to the track to watch to watch them run for a little bit that Wednesday. So why don't you uh, not you tell everybody from a firsthand account yeah. of being there what yeah. what you saw what it was like. Um, well, I wasn't out there for long just because I think I got out there at a bad time. I got out there after they had been running for a little bit, so I saw I got to see them make a few runs. Right. But first impressions in person, when you're looking at it from the side, right, Uh and it's going at speed around the track, it really looks kind of cool. Yeah. Right? It looks like a legit fighter jet. Right. I mean, it looks pretty cool. At speed, um, I think it's something that in person – uh, depending on the angle you're at, I think it's something you'll get used to pretty easily. Because, I mean, I, from from the side, it's a really sleek design. Right. How it goes. I mean, it looks like a legit, it looks like a cockpit. I think that's pretty cool. Now, you see the pictures of it from the straight up view. From the front. And it. It looks nasty. It doesn't look very good from the front. Right. It looks but, nasty. I'm kind of on the same page with the drivers. I get it. Well, and there's- I, I'm all for the safety. And honestly, I think personally that it's the best looking thing between any racing open wheel racing series that they've done safety wise like this. Right. I think. Yeah, but I, I would say that not every driver is a fan of it. No. Um, no. I think if you listen to Connor's podcast, he flat out said it. Well, you're going to have some people in, that want to in his be podcast old school that still. He wasn't a fan. So, but but my, I guess my point is is there was a lot of there was a lot of people talking on Twitter, on Facebook, um, what have you, and on both sides of this, and, and kind of extreme both sides. Like there were people on Twitter getting on there saying that you know. First, they'd make the argument about how ugly it was. And then the last half of their argument was, 
you know, they'd call, you know, any driver that wanted this was basically, you know, weak, Uh you know, or soft or scared or whatever that, you know, open wheel should be open wheel. That means open cockpit and blah, blah, blah. And then, then you had the people, the kind of, the the people I say were sensible and they're kind of in the middle saying, Hey, kind of like, kind of like us. Hey, it's, it is pretty damn ugly from the front. Yeah, but. Right. But we get the safety aspect of it. Yeah, Again. For sure. Right. But then you had people on the complete other side of it, the far, the far safety side of it. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is what I took exception to. And it just so happened that it was the guy. <laughs> that I rail on most because he just opens himself up for it. But Marco Andretti shoots out a tweet saying, you know, basically uh, for all you people complaining about the looks of the arrow screen, it's not your head that's going to go, you know, into a fence or something to that effect. Right. And I'm like, come on, dude. You That's know, not what people are saying. Just you know, I the, you're gonna have the you're gonna have the loons that are gonna the Twitter heroes that are gonna come out and call call you soft because there's an arrow screen now. But the majority of people get it. Get it. Yeah. Okay. Now I, agree. I can sit here and I can call the thing batshit ugly. Yeah. All that I want. <laughs> okay. And I don't need to get lectured. By Marco Andretti about why I can't say that it's ugly because it's not my head going towards the you fence. You're sitting there thinking about how'd you even see that tweet? Well, that's a secret. I, I can't. We can't. Like we can't say that on air, which is another reason. I, and we'll get into that at another time. But I just don't. I just don't agree with making a, a bold one-sided statement like that because if i want to say the damn thing's ugly i'm gonna say it's ugly yeah it doesn't mean that i disagree with you marco andretti about the safety aspect of it mm-hmm. but the damn thing's ugly it's it's yeah. not good looking i agree with you from the side i think from the side i think it's badass cool looking. Yeah. i do i think from the side i think it's yeah. badass looking now i'm 48 years old I've been to every Indianapolis 500 since 1972. Okay. I'm a purist and I get it. I get, oh, it's open cockpit, open wheel. I get it. I didn't like the rear bumper guards when they came out with those a few years ago, you know, but I got it. Okay. Uh I would prefer the the cars to look the way they always looked. However, when you have accidents like Dan's, mm-hmm. right? I don't even know if the aero screen, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what kind of impact this thing can take. Can it take an impact of, of a car flipping through the air and just hit? I think I've read where they you know, it's, it can take a pretty now, significant and, Now, I've read it other places, and I read it today in Robin Miller's mailbag, where even Robin Miller said, like, this aero screen would not have prevented Justin Wilson's death. Because that piece came down almost directly from the top, in his words, like a mortar shell, right? That's Robin's words. From the top and hit him on the head. Uh So this arrow screen probably would not have prevented Justin's death. Would it have prevented Dan's death? You'll never know. You'll never know. You know what I mean? If you listen to Dinner with Racers, Right. Mm-hmm. If anybody out there has ever listened to dinner with, if Rachel, you're listening to this, you more than likely have. Right. To that is that to me. That's one of the greatest podcasts ever. Right. Yeah, I think it's, I know which episode you're going to. Especially here. if you're a racing fan. But if you listen to Dinner with Racers podcast with yeah. Paul Tracy, yep. Paul Tracy. Okay, it is one of the most spectacular uh-huh. interviews. That I've ever heard. If you want to get to know Paul Tracy, go listen. Because to him. it is very candid, yeah, and very forthcoming, and, and he's very open, very open, and he basically tells the story, yeah. and, and 
uh, of because he was in that Vegas race. Yep. And that was his last race. Mm-hmm. That was the last race that he was ever in, an IndyCar race. Yeah. Um, he tells the story about seeing, and I'm not going to get into it here. No. If you want to listen to it, go listen to Dinner with Racers, Paul Tracy's yeah. uh, episode. But he tells a story about being in the infield care center and seeing Dan after the crash come in yeah. after the crash, and it's not good. Yes. Yeah, Right. Go listen to it if you want to. It is not good. We won't talk about and, it. And um, I don't know. Does I mean? Hopefully they've they've made it to where I mean specifically. They, I would assume you would have think they would take that specific wreck and take the data that they that they got from that wreck as far as like G loads and the what how how many G's the hit was and all this other stuff. And they would have incorporated that into the making. Well, I'm of, sure if they're going on with testing and they're impl- they're going right. to implement it, there's no question. I mean, they've already announced they're impl- implementing it. That they have tested it right. somehow, some way with crash impact. There's I, no way in the world that they're just slapping this thing on the car, right? And saying, "Let's hope this works." There's and here's no what's going to happen: we're going to have an incident next year. Yeah, where there's going to be a piece of debris, whether it's large, small, whatever, or a tire or something that hits that arrow screen. Right. We'll see what it does. And the arrow screen is going to deflect it away uh-huh. like it, like it should. We, we hope, I mean, it's gone through impact testing and then everybody's going to come out and say, Oh, well, that's a pretty damn good idea. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's what's going to happen. They did the same thing with the Halo, what, two years ago when it first came out or whenever it was, and Charles Leclerc yeah. um, would have taken a tire right to the head yep. had it not been for the Halo. Right? Yep. And Because everybody, same, Formula One, everybody did the same yeah, thing. They bitched about how it looked. Oh, my God. Yeah, people you know? complained about I mean, hell, I said it. I was like, God, what the hell? You know, what, what are they doing? This is open wheel, open cop. I mean, and it's this, I mean, I think you'll have the same effect over in IndyCar than you did there. Because I'll watch an F1 race now. And it's, right. You know, they've done really cool things with the Halo. Like how they have the. Um, camera on top of the car and the graphics that like and the, the graphics they put around the halo. Jet. I mean, they do a and good if, job with it. And they if you paint saw, it. If, well, that was my other point. If you saw a picture of Ryan Hunter Ray's car from Barber, um, Andretti actually painted the halo up. Yeah. Like it's yellow at the top for the DHL. I mean, it's got mm-hmm. stickers and logos on it. So, you know, and another thing I think will happen is, is when they come out with a new car, Right, the new chassis, it'll be more integrated into the chassis, Uh right? Whereas this is just a a 50 pound piece of whatever titanium or whatever it's made of that's just boom sitting on top of of a tub that wasn't made for this to be sitting on. So, so we'll only have what one, two years of this, I think. Yeah, and I mean, and to be honest, it's just like anything else. You'll man. get used to it. I mean, you know, it's just it like is. Rob Miller said in one of his things. A year from now, we're probably not even talking about it. Yeah, it'll be. It's natural. just just the way it is, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's ugly from the front. It's pretty badass looking from the side. I gotta, yeah. I gotta say that, man. It is, and you know, like I said, the first time that. A big ass piece of debris hits a hits, hits it. it. It will be like, oh, that's a good idea, right? You're smart. So, talk about some of the things the driver said after the test that they think they could uh, they could improve on. Did you read? Did you read anything? Not really. You didn't. I've been pretty busy. <laughs> okay, I'm just trying to get you to talk here. So, I've, um, airflow seems to be an issue, right? Cooling. Yeah. Of the, you know, it seems to be, uh, seems to get kind of hot in there, right? Um, Will and Scott both talked about the tear offs. So I don't know if it's one ginormous tear off from side to side or if it's uh-huh. split in two because Will kept talking about where the tear off, where the seam is for the tear offs. So maybe, maybe it's there's, two. maybe there's two, one on each side. That would make sense, right? 
That so makes sense. Um, I know Dixon talked about um, going to a positive. Maybe was the sound. Yeah, yeah. He, he said he can actually hear his radio for yeah. once. So it's really quiet. So that'll be good, I think. Because you don't have 240 mile an hour of air buffeting going around your helmet. Yeah, it'll be interesting too. Like we've talked about it before, the setups. Yeah. How the setups will change a little bit. One of them had like a little winglet flip on top of the arrow screen. Like, because I guess they were testing out different ways to kind of force air down into the cockpit. Really? Um, yeah, it had like this little wing, this little, huh. like an extension thing on top of the, of the arrow screen. And, um, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. It would have been interesting. I guess the way the, the, it's designed with rain is the, the angle of it. And with the sheer, I read this, the with the, the sheer speed, the angle of it, the water just disappears so quickly. Right. And it's got like a built-in. It has a built-in defrost system. Yeah, like so, it's not going to get. You won't get a like frost. It won't fog up. Fog up. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. It won't. It won't fog up on you. Yeah. So. Uh, And honestly, one it was Hunter Ray. I think Simon said it that it's. He thinks it's better than a normal helmet. You know, better than his visor. Really. That type of situation. It was kind of funny. Simon posted about it. Or IndyCar posted about it, and it was Simon driving at Barber, and Dixon got on there on Instagram and commented, how was it in the rain? Just legitly asking, I think that's where Simon responded. He thinks it's even better visibility-wise than just a normal helmet visor. Yeah. So. Because if you think about it, I mean, it really takes away, you would think, the need for tear-offs. On the helmet. On the visor itself, on the helmet. It'll be interesting to see what they do. I, mean, I wouldn't see why you would need it. I don't know, like in the rain, like I don't know if as the as the water moves over the top of the aero screen where the opening is, does you know? Does, I don't. I think aerodynamically, does it, does it does some of it get down into the cockpit? I and think like on your. I mean, I don't know. I think it. Most of it's just going over with how the aerodynamics. I haven't are. read a lot from the barber test. I mean, the barber test was white. Two days ago, yesterday, days ago. something like that. Yesterday, um, no, it was two days ago. I, I saw one article with the, you know, the, the one with Hunter Ray, yeah. but um, and some videos that people posted. But it's going to be interesting to to to, to say the least. Um, yep, I personally am a supporter of it. I'm in the ground where it's the from the front, it's ugly, but I can get used to it. The side, it looks cool as hell. And it's pretty safe, I think. So now, yeah. my only question with it was, is um, I mean, I'm sure they've had to think about it. Is what if someone flips, right? Right. Because there really is not a lot of space in between now from where if it was a car was laying on its flat, right, that you could unstrap yourself if you had to. Yeah, you don't see that very often. But you don't anyways. see it any often. Very you often. don't really see guys crawling out of a flip car. No. On their own. Anyways, That's true. I mean, unless they're That's engulfed true. in flames, they're gonna be trying to get out because I, I mean it's that. I don't well, know. even then, what if going back to that, what if your engine blows? Right. And so I mean there are right. situations where you gotta get out of the car. Right. And you see them getting the straps off real fast. Well, I mean well, they just gotta make it ten times harder to get out. They just gotta get out. I mean it's especially just, if you're short. It was interesting seeing Will Power get in the car. They had a video of it. Use the side pod. Well, yeah, where he actually just steps up onto the side pod. You know, yeah. um, it's because that's weird, man. Because when you're back in the garages, right? When we're back yeah. in the garages at, at IMS, you know, and you're you're walking around the cars, it, they seem so delicate, uh-huh. right? When they, they take those side pods off, they're just flimsy pieces of whatever. Yeah, you know. And it's like here's one. Here's the dude just stepping up on it to get in the cockpit. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'm in they, the same. I'm in the same category as you. They've got more testing coming up. You so. know, I support it. Um, I, I I don't like it. The looks of it from the front. I think it's badass looking from the side. Um, but at the end of the day, it's from what everybody's saying, it's pretty damn safe. 
So yeah. Um, yeah. and it will mark my word, it will save somebody's life someday. Uh-huh. I mean I that's agree. there's no doubt it's gonna take a hit. I agree. That would probably have killed somebody. Uh-huh. And so that person will will walk away. Um interesting. I was watching the uh I was watching the uh media event after um Simon or not Simon. I was watching the press conference after Will and Simon after Will and Dixon ran it. Yeah. After Will and Dixon ran IMS and uh, one of the one of the reporters asked Will or asked both of them and said, Do you think this would this will prolong drivers' careers? And um Will answered absolutely yes. You know um because I think, you know, a lot of those guys, I mean, they're ballsy, number one, to even be out there. Um, but, you know, I think they get to a certain point in their career and they're like, whew. Yeah, for sure. You know, I've died at that point in time. If you, once you get to like Scott Dixon's, you know, you've got that many years in, you got willpower type of years yeah, in. And you, you have know, kids at that age. You got Tony Kanan type of years in. Yeah. You've dived a lot of bullets. Yeah. A lot of bullets. And both you and I, have done the two-seater at IMS. Yep. Okay. And it is insane, <laughs> right? When you go in, they throw that thing down into the corner. Well, it's from the jump. Right. Maybe. And you're only doing like 185. Yeah. These guys are going into the corner at like 240, 245, with 32 other cars around them. Mm-hmm. You're on that track. By your now, there may be another two seater in front of you or whatever, but you're not going side by side through the corners, no, right? It is insane, it's crazy what those guys do. And if you if you want a good appreciation of how talented an IndyCar driver is, take the two seater ride, it will give you a greater appreciation for what they do than anything. It's unbelievable. So it takes a lot of balls mm-hmm. to to dive that thing into turn even, one. Even I mean that, that two seater man, even out of the warm up lane, you're going holy cow! Right, but I mean, you know, it's insane. So I'm sure having this protection around you now probably make you feel a little safer. Probably make you feel a little safer. That means I mean? Tony Canon's racing until he's 55. There you go. He's got to get him a second in. So, <laughs> um, but other than that, man, you know. Uh, well, I think, you know, we're both on board with it. Mm-hmm. We both feel the same about it. Not really keen on it from the front. Cool from the side. Yep, we agree. Great for safety. Um, just don't feel like getting lectured by, you know, Marco Andretti Your because it's driver. not my head going towards the fence. Well, yeah, no shit. Right. <laughs> I get that. Okay. I'm still allowed to say I think it's ugly. That's fine. Okay. But I like the safety aspect of it. So, um, you know, hopefully we don't get blocked on here like, you know, my other account got blocked because I questioned his driving uh, blocking skills at uh, St. Pete. Pete. I just said. That was one of the funniest stories. Right. And all I said was. Could you have could you have raced him any harder there? Didn't we tell that story on the Could you have blocked him any harder? On the R.I.P. show. I don't know if we did or I not. I think we did. Did we? Yeah. And, then, and we haven't told it on here. And it's like instant block. Right? <laughs> we were sitting in the airport. <laughs> right. And, I'm, and he it's it was funny. We're sitting there eating at a restaurant and he had tweeted his tweet and he because he was he, and then like two minutes later. He went to look at Marco's account. And he couldn't get on it, and he couldn't find any of Marco's tweets. Or he went to go find the tweet, and he couldn't find it. So he finally just searched Marco, and it said Marco Andretti's blocked you. Yeah, Marco Andretti's blocked me. <laughs> I thought that was a badge of honor. I was like, God, man. That was funny. And, it, I, and, and here's the here's the thing though, like like I'm not one of those tw- Twitter thugs. No. You know what I mean? I, I don't do that. I don't take shots at, at guys. I don't, you know what I mean? If I'm going to take a shot at somebody on Twitter, I, I'm going to like, I'm going to know you. 
Like if you do something stupid, well, you're my son. So I would never come to you on Twitter. That's just stupid. But if I wanted to take a shot at somebody, I'd make sure that I know that person personally. Right. Right. And then it, I probably wouldn't do it anyways, because that social media to me is not the place to do that kind of stuff. I merely said something to the effect of, uh, why did you have to blame your laps down or whatever the case may be? And you're blocking Joseph Newgarden or whoever the hell he was blocking was at, at St. Yeah. Pete, you know, for seven straight laps. Who right? knows? So, who knows? Yeah, blocked. So, anyway, well, that's a little funny feelings. story. But so. that wraps up our little arrow screen talk yeah so that let us know let you know how let us know how you feel about the arrow screen do you like it do you not like it for sure do you disagree with it um i can tell you that not every driver out there i think agrees with it but um like i get used to it it is going to be i think it is going to be a pretty a pretty badass safety innovation and uh years down the road you're gonna look back on this like you do the safer barrier and and other safety uh-huh. devices that IndyCar and the Indianapolis Motor Speedway were responsible for. So, good job on you, Jay Fry. Good job, IndyCar, Red Bull Technologies, mm-hmm. everybody that was involved. Uh, I think you got a, a, a winner on your hands, yeah, even though it's like, you know, dancing with the fat chick at the prom. You know, I, it's whatever. So, okay. I'll wrap up this segment. Keep on listening. And here we go for what will probably be our last segment of the episode. Probably a shorter episode for us, but this is our first official off-season episode. After, like that's after Laguna. Yeah. So and we're gonna and we're gonna have some cool. I, I'm I'm excited about the off-season yeah. for us because we're gonna have some cool content. Yeah, like we talked about last episode. Yeah, we're gonna so. have some cool content. We just. Uh, if you want to hear a little bit about it, go listen to the last episode for us. Pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, here we're just getting into our typical news slash rumors, mostly news. We'll kind of speculate a little bit here. Yeah. Uh, and as we always do, it always starts out with McLaren, Arrow, Racing, Racing SP, SP yeah. um, with the most disappointing news of the season. And the dumbest news. And the dumbest news of the season that they are no longer interested in our boy, Connor, Connor Daly. Daly. Sad. Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. I couldn't believe I'm going to tell you right now, man, if Connor Daly does not have a full-time ride, it, it's I'm going to be so disappointed. I've got an idea, Dad. So disappointed. This is what we do. What? He needs the money. We got a new sponsor for him. Around the around outside, outside sponsoring well, Connor Daly. I can guarantee you this. If I ever hit the lottery, like big time lottery, yeah. Connor Daly wouldn't have to want for a ride. That's exactly right. So, because, yeah, it would be, he'd be just fine. But anyways, Connor's out at Air, at uh, McLaren. Correct. Which is BS. I'm getting ready to sneeze. Take over. <laughs> Um, that kind of, I'll, that'll, I'll have that take us into, <laughs> bless you. Excuse me. You got to do that on air. So he's, but I'll, the McLaren, who they're looking at. Yep. Apparently is, which he was rumored a while back for the ride. According to Rob Miller. The mailbag, correct? Yep. Was Pato Award. Got to give credit where credit's due. Very true. Yeah. He says that Red Bull is no longer interested in Pato Award. Really? Yeah, like the Red Bull Drivers Academy, whatever they oh, call yeah. it, the junior teams or yeah. whatever. And that uh, Zach Brown took uh, Pato to breakfast or lunch at Long Beach uh-huh. to ask about his plans for next year. Um, Long Beach? Yeah, that's what he like said. early in the year? Yeah, earlier in the year. Really? Yeah. And so... He said, uh, there you go. And that he thinks it's, it's, it, it may be Pato Award. Huh. He's still not sold. That is Pato Award. No, he's still not sold that James Hinchcliffe was going to be there. Oh, correct. Right? 
Um, now he does say that Zach Brown's not saying that Hinchcliffe isn't going to be there. Sam Schmidt's not saying it. Rick Peterson's not saying it. Nobody's saying it, right? Except Robin Miller. Except that's what he says. He goes, <laughs> except for me. Um, and he brings up, you know, Hinch's ties with uh, Honda Canada uh-huh. and Honda in the United States being on commercials and, you know, about how, you know, Honda's still going to have to get compensated somehow from McLaren right. for pulling out of their contract. And don't be surprised if they just go back and say, well, you're going to let Hinch out of his contract. And then they take some, they take some Honda Canada money, Honda money, and they lo and behold find Hinch a new seat. Now, correct. Where would that be at? Where where would he land? I think your only option right now um, would be the rumored third seed at Ray Hall. Right. <laughs> right. Maybe, maybe I just thought of this on the top of my head. Right. But there was a team that used to be four cars that went back to two cars. That just yesterday Uh-oh, went, to went back cars. to three cars, leading us into the signing of Marcus Erickson to Chip Ganassi Racing. Yes, what a, that was that that was kind of a uh, caught you off guard, you know. Um, maybe not so much that it's Erickson because I, you know, Erickson brings some budget with him. That he does. Okay, and if you've been reading um, Marshall Pruitt. And Rob Miller here lately, uh-huh. um, you would have read that, you know, Ganassi's getting, they're losing a two car team from their IMSA program. Right. Okay. Um, or their sports car program. Uh-huh. Right. Well, most of those guys came from the IndyCar side of things when so they had they a four had, car team. Yeah. Right. Well, now they no longer have the sports car program, but they've still got all these guys. And like uh, Marshall Pruitt was saying, I think it was in his podcast I was listening to, the Weekend IndyCar thing uh-huh. I was listening to. He 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 says that there's a lot of good dudes over there. Uh-huh. There's a lot of good men and women over there working at uh, Chip Ganassi Chip Racing. Ganassi Racing. Engineers and good. mechanics and, you know. So you that kind of goes back to my theory. So right? they don't want to lose them, right, because – down the road, they probably want to start their sports car program back up back again up. once they figure out manufacturer-wise, you know, because they basically had to get rid of the Ford GT. Well, that kind of goes back to what I was saying, right? They signed Ericsson yesterday. Right. But they had four cars, and I'm sure they got plenty of people that could still work. Right. Right? So I guarantee you they easily have enough employees this year without their IMSA program to run, again – Four full time cars. Yeah, but where right? Where's that leave Oliver Askew? Well, because Oliver Askew tested for them. They were impressed. Well, with that him. was the bit. That's kind of that was another reason the Erickson signing was kind of shocking. Because, Plus, he's got the scholarship stuff. Yeah, one of the big rumors was out. I with testing with them was right. Askew to Ganassi. Right. Um, I don't. It's hard now because we're getting to the point where there's not a lot of seats open. Right? Which the whole Oliver Askew thing ties back to Hinch and yeah. Schmidt-Peterson and Arrow, which all goes back to, again, this is per Robin and Marshall, mainly Marshall, yeah. going back to Laguna Seca, which goes back even further to the Sports Illustrated body issue that Hinch is in and that Arrow was furious Correct. over that, that they, they, they weren't told about it. They had no idea and they didn't want their name anywhere associated with it. <laughs> right. Cause here's their driver standing buck naked in front of his Arrow electronic sponsored car on the main straightaway of the Indianapolis 500 with his helmet over his junk. Right. Correct. Correct. So what happens? The team president gets canned. Yep. Their head PR person gets canned. Gonzo. And according to Marshall Pruitt, they wanted to sit 
Yep, they James Hinchcliffe at Laguna Seca. They went to Oliver Askew, seeing if he would right. run for them, and he and, said no. Right, and they went to Oliver Askew and asked him if he wanted the seat. Yep. And he said no. That was honestly probably a bad decision. Because if he says uh, yes. I don't know. Well, if he says yes, it probably gives him a better shot of getting a ride. Right. But here's the thing. It's kind of like Marshall. And, and I, at first, I thought the same way. And then once I listened to Marshall Pruitt's explanation of it, I was 100% on board with Marshall Pruitt. He said, do you really want to be? That's true. Your first IndyCar race, you're taking over the seat for a suspended James Hinchcliffe. Yeah, that's true. You, that you're in a no-win situation. That is true. Right? Yeah. Hinch, one of the more popular drivers in the series. Mm-hmm. Right? Gets suspended, and now you're the you're the fill-in. I don't know. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's crazy. So, now, we're staying on the Oliver Askew angle. He's got he's guaranteed some races plus he's the Indianapolis five hundred. I think isn't it like three races or something? Three races plus but Indy. Some of those guys get more depending on what they bring. Right. But where does he end up with that? Could that be a Ganassi fourth? That could be. At some of those races? And a, could they run a fourth at Indy? Well, we gotta look at what rides are open, right? So Well, there's there's not. There, well, there's not many. There, there's, I mean, okay, so let's assume Hinch stays at, at McLaren. That gives there's you, one seat open. There's one at McLaren. The four car hadn't been announced at Foyt. Right. Which, I, that's going to be someone that's pretty desperate for a ride. And, and Carlin hadn't announced anything. Carlin is, I think they came out and said, they're going to have two full-time cars with a third at Indy. Right, but they haven't announced drivers. They haven't announced drivers. And and what I read in the mailbag was that Rob, what Robin was saying is, is that Connor has, Connor Connor has one more good, good opportunity. Is I think is the way he wrote it. Okay, well that's that's got to be Carlin. Yeah, it's got to be. Right, there's no way it's not. I mean, where, where else does he land? Well, he's not. You know, I can tell you one thing. He's he not, going, he's back, not going back to AJ. Uh, he's not after what they forward. did to him. They so played him dirty. Where else does he land? Nowhere. It's got to be. Carlin. I mean, according to Connor, he doesn't think a third, a third Ray Hall car is even going to pan out. Unless somehow, Connor Daly finds some money. Right. Well, he's got Air Force money, and but he he doesn't have Chip Ganassi fields a fourth car. He doesn't have enough Air Force money. I think if you're looking at if Chip, Chip doesn't hire Americans, oh, that's true. He doesn't hire Americans. I mean, I, Maybe, I hate to say it, but that's just well. That's why the whole Oliver Askew thing of him going there. I was like, well, damn, that's pretty good, man. He's finally going to hire an American. He's Oliver Askew is American, right? Correct. Correct. So I, I was believe. like, I was like, holy cow, you know? When's the last time he had an American driver? He, Kyle Larson's American. Well, it would have been. Well, here, this is what this is why he may not hire Americans. And Kurt Busch. This is I'm talking about for his Indy car. I know. I'm just saying. This is why he may not want to hire Americans anymore for his okay. Indy car. Because the last American that drove an Indy car for Chip Ganassi, Charlie Kimball. <laughs> That's true. That man sired. <laughs> that man sired him on Americans, right there. <laughs> The moving chicane soured him on Americans. I'll be shocked if he has a ride next year, man. There's no way. Oh no, man. They There's said, no way. They said he was after, working on a after all these years of people complaining and complaining about him. None of the drivers like racing with him. Money talks, baby. That's true. Money talks. Um hey, but maybe Maybe Ganassi opens the fourth car and they go from one diabetes driver to the next one, baby. That'd be awesome, but I don't see it happening. Neither do I. But so that's why I think his uh, um, Connor, yeah, Connor's best bet—it's got to be Carlin. Is Carlin? Yeah, and I think Carlin actually was pretty strong last year when Connor was in the car. Oh, he was awesome, dude. Yeah, man. 
He was awesome. Um, another driver, going back to ask you, the driver that finished second in Indy Lights, Renus VK. Yep. The rumor for him is he could end up in the second carpenter seat. Well, I say second. The 20 car. The 20 car that Carpenter splits with you, and then you run the 500 with him. Right. And, um, and then Robin Miller in the mailbag dropped a little nugget about how uh, all of a sudden Carlin is now oh, in yeah. play for VK. Yep. So, Very true. you know, who knows? We'll see. Um, Who else could Carlin get? I mean, who, I don't think anybody knows what uh, Max Chilton. Max Chilton's doing. No, well, I wouldn't be shocked if he's done, man. I mean, I don't see Carlin wanting to do the Ed Carpenter, where they field, or a Mike Conway situation, where you field a road course driver, then you go back to another driver. Well, I, I mean, they, they did, did it, it all. This they, year. they did it all this year. No, that was all based on money. And if he's bringing all that Gallagher money. That's true. Right? That just sucks, man, because it's not, it's not a waste of a seat, but championship-wise it is. You know, I mean, that seat could be going to someone. Right. That could really be proving themselves. Right. right. Because let's be honest, Max Chilton, good driver, right? I've always liked Max Chilton. But what I mean, even when he was with Ganassi, he didn't do much. No, he led the he led the fifty laps at the five hundred. What two three years ago? Right, that's been on about a strategy. It. Right, that's been about it. Right, I mean, come on. I agree with you. Um, there's just so many deserving drivers that should have seats in IndyCar that don't. Right, and you've seen. The Charlie Kimballs have rides, right? Where everyone knows, and this isn't us taking a shot at them, but it's just a fact. Everyone knows. Every, I remember watching Juan Pablo Montoya complain about him. Everyone has complained about him. I know. I know. Money talks, man. You know, it's but, but it is back, what it again. Is, we're back man. to money talks, and it's it's sad that it's like that, but it's like that, and it's been like that for a while, and uh, yeah. you know. Um, it's just the way it is. Uh, uh, there's just a couple of drivers left to really kind of talk about, and this is we really had no news about any of the either of these guys. As first Santino Ferrucci, yeah, he still hasn't signed officially with Dale Coyne that we know of. I personally think he ends up at Dale Coyne again in the 19 car. I don't so see. Do I. I don't see any reason for him to leave. Although it was reported at what Portland or somewhere yeah, that he was seen going back. into the Ray Hall um, I hospitality place. I personally don't see um, Ray Hall having a third car anymore. I don't think it's going to happen. It'd be nice if it did, but who knows? I agree. But then the last driver, which who knows, is Mateus Laced. I know he wanted out. Of, I think he's done, dude. I, th- I honestly think he's done in yeah, IndyCar, I too. I think he's done in IndyCar. I, I mean, there's just nowhere for him to go. And he didn't really do anything. No. Man. I mean, he wrecked a lot. Yeah. Um, it was kind of funny because if you remember, that he his rookie year was the first season with the new arrow kit, right? And I remember watching St. Pete that year. Um, and he actually had – it was a weird St. Pete. Not weird, but all those rookies in that class. I remember Jordan Keene. Was in the twenty car and he was fast. Wickens, Wickens, I was on. Wickens should have won the race and was on pole for St. Pete. Right. And Mateus Laced was in, I think, if right. not the fast six, very close to the fast six. Right. And then he just fell off from there, man. He just was not good. Granted, he is mm-hmm. in a pretty bad car, honestly. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Foyt keeps because Foyt for a while there was a single car team, so. Right. If he doesn't go back, it'll be interesting to see if anyone takes that seat, which I'm assuming someone would bring some money. What about Shank? That's true. Well, the rumors for the longest time was it was Ganassi that we talked about, and then the Ganassi. But then more and more that I've been reading in Marshall and Robin is that uh, it's – I think it's going to be Andretti. 
I think yeah. they're going to be a, have a technical alliance with Andretti mm-hmm. again. So, um, and we hopefully all, for a full season. Yeah, we all know the driver of that will be Harvey. Yeah, he'll be the driver. Be well, Harvey. you know, deservingly so. Yeah, for sure. Um, good dude. For sure. Uh, great driver. Um, that really. Any other drives that we missed that we can't think of? We know about, I mean, Sage Karam had a couple rides this year. Yeah, he'll be, you know, Sage will be back for the 500. Another, there's, another there's, person that's trying to get money to come back for the 500, I heard, is uh, Catherine Legg. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. It would be awesome to see Shank be able to get Andretti to field a second car for, for Shank. But how many cars would that be? With Andretti, with that technical alliance, you'd have yes, two. I don't think Shank's going to do a second car. That'd be eight cars at Indy. Whew. Right. I'd love to see Simona come back. Yeah, I agree. Um, talked about Sage. Just trying to think of any other drivers that's out there right now. I'd like to see Jordan King come back. I liked Jordan King when he was here. Um, what's she looking up? Where Simona's going on? I, I want to say she just signed a she deal. She just with, signed with a Formula E team. Formula E team, yeah, yeah, that was it. I forget where. There it is, right there. But I don't know. Tag she signed. Uh, Porsche. I know she signed him for Porsche. Yeah. Tag Hoyer Porsche Formula E team. Oh, another team that hasn't been talked about at all that I just saw on here on Wikipedia is Junco's Racing. Yeah, well, well, I mean, you never know. The last know, time right? we saw Junko's 500. It may have been the 500. Uh-huh. It may have been the 500. Oh, we we forgot about our boys. Dragon Speed Racing. They'll be back next year. Well, yeah, they'll be back. I think the word was is that they were trying to get a 10 race schedule. They're um, basically doing the shank, except with that, no technical lines. I think Marshall Pruitt had said on his podcast that he had heard from those guys and that their visas were taken are taken care of and everything's in place Good. And, and all that squared away. So I think they were trying to go do a, a 10 race season. Uh, everybody's at St. Pete. Usually. Hell, I think Junkos was at St. Pete, weren't they? Yeah. With Renee Bender. <laughs> or maybe it was Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Renee Bender. This is not a, sl- a slap on Renee Bender, but when I, when I hear Bender, I just always think of Dick Bender. I don't know why. <laughs> it's in a movie somewhere or something oh. where <laughs> Richard Bender or something like that, you know. And you're like, ha, ha, you know, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it's getting late and I'm getting slap happy. But, That's funny. Um, yeah, I, you know, so I don't know, that, man. I think that wraps her up, brother. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Connor Daly should have a ride. Better have a full time ride, or I'm whooping somebody's ass. That's all there is to it. I don't know whose ass I got whoop, but sound like Stone Cold right there. <laughs> and that's the bottom and line. That's the bottom line. Our boy Connor Daly, and you know I, I say that in fun, right? So don't I don't you know don't get all in an uproar, but uh, man, our dude, our boy's got to have a full time ride, man. He's just got to. We'll see. Either that, or he's going to have to do fill-in job again and wait until <laughs> wait until next year when old Zach Veach's contract is up and he gets bounced from Andretti. Honestly, I wouldn't mind that being the case. And then maybe Michael slides him in there with what, whatever. So that'd um, be awesome. Yeah, uh, I still haven't heard what they're doing with uh, the whole Harding. Andretti, Harding, Steinbrenner mashup. Um, what about it? Well, I want to know what they're doing with their shop. Well, I don't think they're going to specifically announce what they're doing with their shop. I know, but it just intrigues me. Well, then ask. So, well, I'm asking. So, well, ask them on Twitter. Anybody out there know what's going to happen with the shop? Are they sticking that team in that shop? Or is that team getting folded over to the, the main Andretti shop? 
And if that team leaves I that bet. building and goes to the main Andretti shop, then who's going to take over that building? That's a big-ass building. I bet man. they stay on Main Street. That's a big-ass building I on guarantee Main Street. They and stay it's on nice Main looking, Street. too, man. It's really nice. Uh, there's no reason for them to move out of there. They were successful last year. It's the same team. It's I get it, man. Besides but becoming now, a technical Andretti team, it's the same situation. But now you're part of the A team. And if you're going to be a team – that's why I don't think AJ's stuff works real good. I don't think you can have a well, team and be split. That's a little different just because one's in India and one's in Texas. I Dude, I understand that. But it, it ain't no different than if you're in Shop A on Main Street and Shop B right. is somewhere else. We'll see. Right uh, over off of uh, you know Park 100 area, right? It, it, you still got to get there. I know it's just a drive. I mean, Another one's a, is a I flight. I think they did. They were basically to a team last year. Is my only thing with it. I, well, I get that, but I mean, to they me, if you're going to trade be, information, and stuff I know. Like that. But now you're you are you're full fledged on the A team. And if you're going to be a team, then you got to be a team, <laughs> which means you got to bring them into the building, man. Right? Yeah. Otherwise. That whole team is going to feel like the ugly stepsister. Oh, I don't know about right? that. Right. <laughs> They're going to win a lot of races next year. That's my prediction. <laughs> I, I made a, That's my prediction. I made a prediction. I think Colton Hurd is going to win, win a lot of races. I think Colton Hurd can win the championship next so year, I. man. But I just I – just, I don't know why I want to know because it's none of my business. I mean, I know that. But I just want to know, right, because – I just want to know. I just, I just. You want to know just because you want to know. I just because you want to know. I just want to know. Okay. So if somebody out there knows what's going to go down with that situation, that's funny. Please let me know. Uh, if you know somebody at Andretti and you can get some some info, find out and let us know for sure. So, oh, well, having said that, we're going to wrap this episode yeah, up. Episode thirteen for uh, Episode thirteen. Uh, once again, thanks for listening. We truly appreciate it. Um, we just love talking about IndyCar. Yep. Um, we could do it for hours and hours and hours. Um, continue listening to us. Uh, please tell your friends about us. Um, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. At around underscore outside. Yeah. Give us a – give us a, a – uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, give us a nice little five star rating, nice little review for yeah. us. That'd be appreciated. That'd be awesome. Um, above all else, just uh, uh, keep listening. We'll keep doing it. Uh, we enjoy doing it. You've been listening to around the outside, and we're.